la 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 this week in smart go with your host fat kev smith hey everybody it's fat kev smith trustworthy kev smith here letting you know about some happenings in the world of smart go hipping you to the happenings this week in smart go uh right now you can go to hulu.com and check out the brand new episode of the smart co show spoilers man check it out man go to hulu.com slash spoilers check out all three episodes we've done so far uh since it's a new week you know that means new jay and bob get old on wednesday of course there's some clips if you want to watch them go to youtube slash csmod that's our sit smodco internet television channel and uh you can watch clips of uh a bit of babble me and ralph sitting there talking about thor and you can watch clips from Jay and Silent Bob get old and me and Mr. Jason Muse. Uh, it's a new week, so there's a brand new Fat Man on Batman, which is a podcast that Smodco dropped a couple weeks ago. Tearing up charts, number one on iTunes and whatnot. Everyone seems very, very pleased with it. Uh, my God, it is oral delight. A-U-R-A-L, man. He tickles the ear pussy in a big, bad way. Just finds your clitoris and gives you an eargasm that's what we do with smodco we'd make talk sexy july 14th looking ahead you going to san diego comic-con you better be man and while you're there go to hall h on saturday night for my annual q a that's right i'm gonna stand up there and tell you a bunch of stuff tell you about smartcade tell you about the tv shows tell you about hit somebody tell you about some comics we got coming lots of announcements going on you'll want to be there when it happens July 14th, that's the Saturday of Comic-Con weekend, Hall H Q&A, as per usual, me at the end of the night, cussing my fool fucking head off. But then, here's a little bit different, run across the street right after that, man. Get your fat ass uh, to the House of Blues because me and Ralph are doing Comic-Con Babylon, man, for the second year in a row. 11 p.m. show, it's late night, going to be sexy. Tickets available at csmod.com. Speaking of me and Ralph and being sexy and being out of our Los Angeles uh, home base, we're going to Ottawa, man. The Hollywood Babylon Canadian premiere and my personal, uh, auto, Ottawa premiere in Canada's uh, nation's capital. Me and Ralph going to be at the center point theater doing Ottawa Babylon on August 25th. Uh, go to csmod.com for tickets. Me and Scott Mosier a week before that, we're going to be doing live smodcasts in Portland, Portland, Oregon, man, not Portland, Maine. Don't get your hopes up there, Maine. Uh, Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin, August 17th. Tickets available at csmod.com. But if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay for any of this shit. I like my shit from Smodcast free. Well, guess what? You can go to the YouTube channel, YouTube slash csmod. Fall down the rabbit hole at SIT, man. Smodco Internet Television. And when you're driving and you're not stoned, put us in your ear pussy. Let us tickle your ear pussy, man. Hard with our eargasmic music. Uh, Smodco Internet Radio, man. Sir is uh, there for you at all times. Uh, don't forget to watch uh, spoilers this week on Hulu and we'll have more information about more shows coming. In fact, uh, the comic book man season two starts shooting very soon. People get ready. There you go, man. That's this week in Smodco. I'm Kevin Smith. Now on with the show with clever meme with funny tweet. I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right. Listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is NetHeads. 
with Will Wilkins. You know, I'm not going to lie. The minute that explosion kicks off at the top of that drop, I get excited. (laughs) And I think it's in an inappropriate way. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Radio Will. (laughs) And my name is Hungover Trent. And my name's Hope My Mic is Working America. Yes, it is. Congratulations. Great start All to right. the work week. Woohoo! <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to dedicate today's show to my family, uh, Aww. who I've officially been neglecting for an entire week now. So, yeah. uh, thanks for putting up with me, ladies. Welcome. As, as I, and I, I actually toasted them as I sit here. They can't see me. I'm in a room all alone with a uh, cafe mocha inside of my vanishing TARDIS coffee mug I got for Father's Day, toasting them. They can't even see it. Wait, how do you drink it if it's vanished? <laughs> no, the TARDIS <laughs> vanishes. It switches sides. When the oh. hot liquid's in, it goes from, it, 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 you know, goes through the time vortex and winds up on the other side of the my The great mug. thing about it is you can pour in like a gallon and drink from it for days. Bigger on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think Americo just swallowed his own tongue. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, Like I said, I've been buried inside of a computer for, oh God, it feels like two weeks now. A painful, long, horrible two weeks. (laughs) And hopefully... You're you're seen in code now. Yeah, hopefully, I really am. I'm visualizing the Matrix in front of me. (laughs) Oh good, the big project I've been working on finally rendered out. That's interesting. Now I got it. Now the whole thing is nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I'm dying to see if it worked. So you're gonna hit play. Dare I do it live here on the air? Yeah, go for it. It it, it. it might be. It might come to nothing. So let's just uh, let's give this a looky see. I got it. I gots to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on here. Nobody knows what I'm. We'll leave the volume like mediocre level here. (laughs) <laughs> Why is it defaulting to the Zune software? By the way, did you guys know that Fat Man on Batman was the number one pod on Zune? Doesn't surprise me. The, yeah. Actually, it does surprise me. Not because it's Fat Man on Batman, but because there are actually people <laughs> still using the Zune. No, there's there's a lot of people who, I mean, myself included, I think iTunes is one of the worst uh, software programs out there, and they just use the, the Zune software instead. I didn't even know there was Zune software still. Do you have an Xbox? There that's we go. It. Looks like a... Oh. Aha! Yeah, that's true, actually. I remember the other day I was looking at my... Uh, I was looking at my R2-D2 skinned uh, Xbox. What? Nice. I, oh, look. Zoom has stopped working. Way to go, guys! Now, don't... <laughs> please, whatever you do, don't crash uh, Windows Explorer on me. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to take part in this little program we call NetHeads, there are many different ways you can do so. I don't mm-hmm. know what just happened to my voice there, but... If you'd like to take part in the program, you can very easily. If you have Twitter, all you got to do is throw a hashtag NetHeads, and one of the three of us will eventually see it, whether it's on the show or not. Hopefully it's on the show. I think those two guys monitor Twitter. I've got too many computers here to actually pay attention to any one thing. Also, I have attention deficit disorder. Uh, the other ways you can, you can give us a phone call, 866-610-9455 is the telephone number, or if you're outside of the continental U.S., what is that number again, America? It's 925-238-9020. Very well played. And also, uh, there is uh, available via Skype. And uh, how do we do that, Trent? 
um, NetHeads space on air. There we go. So one of many different ways you can get in touch with us. Well, did somebody mutter at the end there and fade off? I couldn't. Was that? What was that? It's how you find it. It's just oh, okay. But you were like looking at, like Will's talking over me. Fucking. I'm just going to uh, oh, we were talking about the Zoom software. Oh, no, R2-D2. Yeah. Uh, for those R2-D2. that don't know, I entered a Father's Day contest. And I don't know. Did I talk about this on the show last no. week? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I have not. Uh, I entered a Father's Day contest. And it turns out I actually won, which was great because a few, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, the day that I found out was the same day that mass transit in my area took a major crap. Uh, there is a... A rail system, for lack of a better term, called the um, Bay Area Rapid Transit, also known as BART. Bart. I'm glad the area is not called Frisco. Because <laughs> then it would be the Frisco Area Rapid Bart. Transit. Or yeah. Uh, anyway, there is the way this system works. It it has several different lines coming from like three different directions in the major mm-hmm. uh, suburban areas, if you will, around the San Francisco Bay Area. But they all. Uh, converge into one single conduit, uh, this massive trans-bay tube that was installed. So it goes into the bay. You know, the train goes under the water, yes. basically. Uh, why they didn't make it glass, I don't know, because it would be cool to oh, see that all would the... Be awesome. Check out the ocean. Yeah, that, be like, yeah. look, I'm in the future! <laughs> you just see a bunch of trash and, like, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. condoms. Yeah. Or, why they, or why they didn't make those trains color-coded. Honestly, because every train looks exactly the same. You don't know which train you're boarding unless you pay close attention. Well, because I've that, would, that, weird. that would require extra administration to make sure you got the right colored <laughs> train on the right line. And Anyway, uh... So it, it all funnels through this one tunnel system, and there was this massive fire on this uh, transit line. Uh, so much so that it it you know it cracked the concrete, it warped the uh, powered rail, it burned what? up the wires. So it, the entire Bay Area was stuck. Stuck, yeah. They were just trapped. You could not take Bay Area Rapid Transit Bart into San Francisco, and it is amazing the number of people that it turns out actually use this system because you uh the the bridge also <laughs> the san francisco the bay bridge had like <laughs> two accidents on it it was a curse man wow. so people people were waiting an hour and a half to get across the bridge in traffic um i took a my car i drove to the bart station took it to oakland got on a free bus that took me to jack london square where i hopped on a ferry and boy was he grumpy and I <laughs> and I rode that across the water to get into well, San mean, Francisco. You're in San Francisco. That shouldn't have been too hard to find one. Yeah, I've been <laughs> just overusing that joke so much. That's uh, a good one, though. I like it. So I, I that's so. I mean, that's like so many ways of transportation trying to get into work just to show I'm dedicated. When I should have just worked from home. But anyway, mm-hmm. I uh, so you know I'm having a crappy morning. I mean, it's a really crappy morning. And then I, I look at my phone and oh, ta ding. Congratulations, you won. Oh, yeah? I forgot I even entered. Uh, and it turns out it was the limited edition Star Wars uh, oh. Connect kit. So if you haven't seen this, it yeah. comes with a special uh, controller that is, you know, shiny uh, brass, just like C3PO, including like right along the front. I think, is where do you plug the uh, headset into the Xbox controller? America. The bottom of it. Bottom of it. Yeah. So in that area, it's got the wires like that you see on what would be C-3PO's abdomen if he had one. <laughs> Instead of having a six pack, he's just got wires. So it has that. And then the device, the Xbox itself, it's all white. And it's got those 
those two blue uh, odd shaped rectangular elongated things that you know easily identified as the front of R two D two. You know the whole thing is skinned to be R two D two. But the best part of all, when you mm-hmm. power it down or up, or when you eject the uh, tray or put it back in, he makes R two D two sounds. Oh, shut the fuck up! No, it is just that I have Denise oh. will never touch me again sexually because I just. <laughs> I giggle so much with so much ridiculous fanboy glee every time. Like, I'm purpose. I'm not even using the controller to turn on the Xbox. I'm purposely not being lazy just so I could hear the R2 noises. <laughs> That's I, I would break it just going in and out of what? Well, never mind. Yeah. Mm. Don't finish that sentence, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I did in the uh, the universe to uh, satisfy it, to get such an amazing reward. But and then the top it all off. Also, it also has 320 gig hard drive instead of the 250. That's like nice, the, which is really nice. Yeah. Tell me. I may actually start loading games onto the drive now. But well, uh, you but, should go ahead. Oh no! You should, uh, in, in general, you should load your games onto the drives that it, uh, instead of having it overheat on you, which has always been an issue with Xbox. Oh, okay. So that's the key. So the the yeah. heat has mostly come from the uh, optical drive spinning. Pretty much, that thing is like sitting on, on like a, a, one of those sink dampeners. I forget what exactly it's called, but it's basically a metal plate. Yeah, it's so a, it's called a heat sink, and typically they're made you. of like brass uh, because yeah. or no copper. Pardon me, because copper, copper is yep. a great uh conduit yeah for heat like actually there was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away where i had a <laughs> dell laptop that had a a decent video card but you could actually upgrade the video card in this laptop the only problem is that in order to do that you had to actually put in your own copper heat sink so you had to mod this thing yourself and i did and it worked great and it, it was a great educational experience as well to learn about all the amazing things you can do um you know with copper Right, yeah. So anyway, so it was great timing to get this great news on this amazing Xbox, and I was so happy. It arrived Saturday, late at, on Saturday, or late, no, it arrived Friday, and late Friday night, there, my daughter and I are, we're Padawans trying to, <laughs> I like the way they tell us that we're being taught, you know, the ways of the Force. What they're really doing <laughs> is they're putting us through a tutorial on how to use the damn game. Right, yeah, so it's, <laughs> Don't look like an even more of an idiot yeah. playing Connect Star Wars. Too late. Uh, <laughs> you pretty much fail that one the moment you start. But it, it it's fun. It is. I I'll say at least in the beginning it's fun. Still though, you know, with any type of motion capture device, it's still frustrating. You know. Yeah. Have you got to the to the dancing part that it had everyone up uh, in arms? No, because of dancing on Solo. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, I haven't. I haven't gone. I, my daughter has Let's Dance three. Isn't that enough? <laughs> but come on now you can you can dance to uh you know lady gaga renditions of star wars songs yeah mm-hmm. uh let's see now von cleef says wait a sec will won a prize on the web and didn't lose his credit info i got to talk to his night this nigerian prince for a minute <laughs> <laughs> hey it's an amazing offer how can you pass up an amazing de- i can get 1.5 million dollars all i have to do is yep. give the ten thousand dollars for yep. the uh, taxes and then, and then once they're liberated, you'll get your money. There we go. I'm down. <laughs> it's funny. I was reading an article this week, in fact, why it's always listed as a Nigerian prince. And it turns out that they're specifically doing that in Nigeria because there are actually a small amount of people that do respond. 
it's it boggles the mind. You you would think everybody would know this on the on the internet now, but apparently they don't. No, because they're the same people that watch sitcoms on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And speaking of uh, people that watch sitcoms on CBS, it's time for our weekly phone call from none other than Francis. Francis, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, and we can hear you. We're off to a great start. How you doing this week, sir? I'm doing pretty well. I called to say hi. I appreciate that. Now, uh, Francis, you and I have something in common this week. What's that? Well, actually, I don't know if it's specifically this week, but I did, in fact, go today. You tweeted that you saw Men in Black 3 and liked it, and today, me and uh, my family and I... No, me and my family... Man, grammar, I hate it. My family and I. The whole point is, we went <laughs> We went to go see Men in Black 3, which was great because it's been out for almost a month, so it was relegated to what I like to call the private screening room in the movie theaters. Nice. Where there's mm-hmm. only like 15, 20 seats, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what seat you have, <laughs> the screen's right in front of you. Right. Actually, it's not. I think it has like 50 to 100 seats. I don't know. But it was a, it, it, still, I enjoyed it. Now, uh, what was your take on the film, Francis? I, I liked it. I liked Nicole Scherzinger in it at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's right. I never even knew she was in it. And also that one guy from the Flight of the Concords. Pl- Concords I don't yeah, you're know. starting to sound like me now. <laughs> played, he played the bad guy, which I also wasn't. I mean, I knew so little about this movie other than the fact that apparently Jay makes a time jump to save Kay. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. That's all they let us know in the ads. I like the time travel in it. That was good. Yeah. I do too. I especially like the way. I mean, for a for a third movie, uh, when you didn't even expect it to go beyond the first, I thought it was pretty darn good. Now, am I the only one out of the triumvirate that have seen it? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've seen it. You have? Yes, I have. And what was now? What was your take on it? I'm almost afraid because I I feel like there are times where we just come at polar opposites on things. Oh, well, tell me about it. I come on polar opposites of things all the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I actually I actually thought it was... Curse I thought it was French. <laughs> I thought it was actually kind of sweet. Um, it, it By far, way better than the second one, and um, which isn't really saying much. But I thought it was a sweet movie overall, and I pretty much enjoyed it. Nice reveal at the end. Yeah, Not definitely. Not obviously. Um, and it really tied into the series very well. So overall, I thought it was enjoyable, just not not as good as the first one. The, the first one, I guess, was very you know it, it made such a difference as far as bringing sci-fi aliens into the into the you know mixing in with the, in the genre. I thought it did really well. But well, yeah, the, one- the original one was really well paced. It had great uh, writing. The characters excellently played. Uh, the second one, I actually enjoyed as well. I, I think I enjoyed it as much as the first. I admit there were certain aspects on the third one I wasn't as fond of, uh, like the reveal at the end. Uh, the moment one, the moment you see one character on the movie that's introduced pretty late on in the movie, I knew exactly yeah. who they were. I'm like, that's well, true. why didn't you just put a blinking billboard above their head? <laughs> And that's the that's the thing is that it really just didn't it, it wasn't subtle about it uh, not the at story. all reach out no, and smash in the face blatant. but yeah. but like uh, like Francis said though I didn't even know that Nicole Sir how do you say her name again Francis Scherzinger Scherzinger thank you I didn't Ooh. even know she was in this movie I didn't know that uh, I think that guy's name is Nigel something isn't it from Flight of the Concords It sounds like a New Zealand name 
<laughs> good enough. Do you know his name, Francis? It's Nigel something. I don't know. There we go. Good. So he's Francis just as technically informed as I am. It's Nigel something. But he did a great job uh, as a villain. I, it, very oh, yeah. well played. Uh, and I really, I really was surprised by the movie. And the only thing I am pissed about it is that, like I said on a past show, my wife was watching an episode of Ellen. Will Smith was on. You know, I make it sound like my wife is the only one that's watching the TV <laughs> when I see these things. My wife was watching Ellen, and I was very uh, uh, participatory in the room as well, watching it. Uh, I I always like to see because there is a, I like it whenever certain stars are on that show. You know, I, I got to admit, I like the Ellen Show. I'll come out of the closet. And you admit like it right you now. like the Ellen Show? I do. I'll admit it right now. She tugs on the heartstrings every once in a while. She every does. Once... She... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I say every once in a while. That's all I said. Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, but anyway, I, I was pissed at Will Smith though because one of the things he said, and this was before the movie came out. Uh, you know, o- over a month ago now, almost a month ago. Well, it was over a month ago that he was on Ellen. This is not really important. But <laughs> he said that there was something in the movie that tied it together to the first one really well. And I, it pissed Aww. me off because then my mind, whether I like it or not, starts working about what could the tie-in be. And sure enough, <laughs> I had about four scenarios in my head and one of them played out. So Will Smith, fuck you very much. I'm going to say it now. I don't care if he's is... the nicest guy in Hollywood. He ruined it for me. Now, yeah, he Fran- did. That now, is... Fra- I'm sorry. Hold on just a second. Now, Francis, sure. I actually want to talk to you about this, okay? Were you just passively enjoying the movie, or do you also overanalyze these films while they're transpiring? I analyze them a little bit. Yeah? So were you able to just passively enjoy this, or once he was back in the past, were you looking to make puzzle pieces fit? Because that's all I was doing. Well, I like to pay off with the uh, guard at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But again, saw it coming. Oh, uh, by the way, do. I don't always. That's not true. I did not know that Sophia was in the barn. That's okay. Valid but point. honestly, Valid. at that point, I had mentally checked out. I didn't. Yeah, give you, a sh- I didn't give a shit where Sophia was. <laughs> you were so far <laughs> gone at that point. I, I didn't give two craps where Sophia was, and it wasn't that big of a disappointing re- or reveal for me. It wasn't emotional. It was just stupid. And and I'm sorry too, but even though it was very clever the way that they did plant the pieces in The Walking Dead, so that way they had that excuse for why Herschel didn't know Sophia was in the barn. By the way, if you haven't seen Walking Dead season two overseas, sorry. Oops. I don't know when anything airs, and to be frank, I think we should just really change the title of the show to NetHeads Spoilers. But then again, <laughs> gosh, we... if only that name wasn't taken. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. What are you gonna do? Uh, but I. I I like that they included some stuff in The Walking Dead to give themselves the out for why they didn't know, but I still had to watch The Talking Dead in order to be told it. I didn't pick up on it. So, yeah, you can call it good writing. You can call it sloppy writing. I don't know. So <laughs> I call it sloppy writing. Uh, okay. Fine sometimes. Well, go ahead, Francis. Hey. I didn't hear you. Say it again. Fine lines sometimes. There you go. I've got a question for you, Francis. Hit him. Um, how do you feel? I mean, uh, with uh, James Robinson's new Earth Two, the costume of uh, Jay Garrick. I haven't seen it. It's not Golden Age, Trent. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, this this is a reimagining of the Golden Age character, mm. uh, the, the the original Flash, the Jay Garrick Flash, and it's radically different. 
Really? And so, Does he have the helmet of Mercury? He well, he, yeah, kind of, but not really. And the, the helmet—it's—it's it's terrible. I hate—I hated the costume. Oh. <laughs> Just ordinary jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this one, it's—it's—he's—he's he's got like a speedster boots. And uh, the costume's so tight, you can see his belly button. And then he's got, like, this futuristic motorcycle helmet that still has wings on the side. It's terrible. By the way, it's Jermaine Clement is the name of the character. Yes. I, I think there was another movie where he played Nigel. At least that's what I'm going to cop to. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just... I watched, Gentleman Bronco. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of Flight of the Concords, but I just... It's not that I couldn't get into it, but I just didn't... I didn't get into it. So, anyway... Now, Francis, how did how did the week go? Did you stay within your points? I don't know. I uh, my my parents wouldn't take me to Subway every day. Son of a bitch! <sighs> I'm gonna have to talk to your parents. I uh, just so you know, I didn't. So I'm glad we're not comparing scorecards this week. Do they do that at Weight Watchers? What? Did you compare scorecards with other people? No, no, no. But last week, uh, Francis said that he was uh, doing the Weight Watchers. He was going to Subway. Right. I uh, am also doing the Weight Watchers. Apparently, the only weight I'm watching is how I can make it go up. But <laughs> I'm doing it. Not staying within my points, and I'm really generally sucking. But it doesn't matter. It, it Whether I do Weight Watchers, whether I – it doesn't matter what diet I do. I am one of those people I have just discovered – I have to exercise. I have yep. no choice. If I do not exercise, I will gain. It's just the way it is. And it's yep. a matter of how much can I force myself to exercise to go beyond. You know what I mean? I'm much Absolutely. the same way. Yeah. Very good. Well, Francis, thanks for your call this week, man. I've been looking forward to it. I was especially excited after you said that you watched uh, Men in Black 3. And, uh, you know, we had some, we had a common thing to talk about. I was very excited about that. Yeah, I, I liked Rosario in Men Black too. I did too. I and that was before I was really aware of who she was. Again, I there were lots of parts of that story that I liked. I think the only thing is it was that the story was a little awkward in trying to get Tommy Lee Jones back into it, and and that yeah. was the only shortcoming for me when it came to Men in Black too. After that, it was a smooth ride. Yeah. All right, sir. Will you have yourself a great week? Okay. Okay, there are going to be new Mad Archives being released. Oh, I didn't know that. We'll oh, have to cool. look out for that. Maybe okay. you can maybe you can give us a report when they come out. How's that sound? Okay. Perfect. All right, sir. Have a great week. Okay. Bye bye. And that was our weekly phone call from Francis. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or as I, I like, like to call it, our weekly phone call from Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like we we need like some uh, you know some bumper music or something. Yeah, for he it. definitely needs his own intro. He does. Yeah. He is a man, a myth, and a legend. Mm -hmm. And a a damn fine American. Yeah. Wouldn't it suck if he was Canadian <laughs> after I said that? <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. our two counterpart. Cafe Mocha. Oh, oh and, and the liquid is cold now because the TARDIS is back on the city street. Oh, and that's that's how you tell when it's a, when it's a cool beverage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it appears. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, kind of like the sippy cups for kids, you know. <laughs> oh, I can't give that to the baby yet. It's too hot. Okay. Same thing. Anyway. Mm. So, yeah, Men in Black 3. Now, Americo. Yes. As you know, I follow all of my co-hosts on Twitter. I don't discuss anything with you guys outside of this program. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you both disgust me. But 
I do follow you on Twitter, and something very interesting happened to you this past week. Well, I, well yes, something did inter- and, interesting. And it's actually, it's actually twofold. Twofold. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two interesting things at once. At least yes. I think it is. I really don't care what the listeners think. Oh, by the way, my <laughs> wife points out it's hard to do Weight Watchers when we can't cook anything. We'll do better with it once we have a kitchen again. Wait, what? <laughs> we, uh, somebody came in and stole my countertops. Oh, it, it was those damn illegals, wasn't it? No, I think they were Hungarian. <laughs> they, they could were, be illegal Hungarians. They were either yeah, hung, they were they were <laughs> it, Hungarian, Russian, or Armenian. I'm not sure which. But Eastern European for sure. You know what's amazing is how fast people. Wow, look at that. We just completely circumvented poor America's moment altogether. Sir, <laughs> I want you to know I am going to officially get you a T-shirt that says "I'm the Whipping Boy." From now on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to upgrade it. I think you deserve more respect than that. I'm going to make sure it says I'm the whipping man. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Give him the respect he deserves, Will. Yes. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I because I, I, I think about terms that we use a lot. I you like what was the name? Like one of the things you can't say nowadays, and I kind of think this whole whipping boy thing might be the same thing. Uh, you know, like you can't say wait just a cotton picking minute. Ooh, no. You know, because where did really? that come from? I don't know. I'm a little oversensitive, even though I can't stand this political correctness bullshit. Um, mm. I don't know if you can get it. But so, you know, like whipping boy, does that just, you know, anyway, never mind. Uh, Why? Well, you could whip a boy. You could. I mean, well, it's illegal. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I but. guess it's all in the context. Never mind. Well, yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, the, the term I'm, itself comes from, uh, you know, scapegoating. Yeah, I personally am just, you know, an overly scared white guy. Just ignore me. <laughs> Well, as as uh, as one of these people in the minority groups, I allow you to call me your whipping boy. No, oh, look at that! Yeah, there nice. you go. Check that Gave out. you the power. There you go. Check I, that out. Wow, you're taking it back, and I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, my countertops. It is amazing how fast they can dismantle tile countertops. In in an hour and a half, I had no countertops whatsoever. Mm. Wow, yeah, that so. is very impressive. Yeah, so those guys are really good at ripping stuff up. Yeah, I'm, we're getting we're getting new countertops in the kitchen. Uh, more more shit I can't afford, but we're doing it anyway. Because I, gosh darn it, I want them. That's it, and it's the mm-hmm. American way. I'm going to go into debt and get what I want. Absolutely, buy now, pay later. It is the American way. It really is. I'm stimulating the economy. Damn it! Absolutely. Yep. They should be. Everybody. Obama should thank me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm helping. I'm bringing it back. By the way, uh, something interesting happened to America this week. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we let you tell your story? Nobody cares about my countertops. Where's the tech in this damn tech show? (laughs) Countertops and mass transit. Oh, we did talk about an Xbox, though. We did. And we talked sci-fi with Men in Black 3. Mm. And we can talk more sci-fi because of what happened to America. Yes. Well, okay. There's this book called Ready Player One. Uh, and it's written by a guy named Ernest Klein who did the movie, who wrote the movie Fanboys. I'm sure some of you have seen it. And um, Ready Player One, basically what it is, is a Steve Jobs-like character creates a World of Warcraft world and then decides to go all Willy Wonk on it. <laughs> um, I like it already. <laughs> in, in the genre, it's in the future, but everyone has taken it back to the 80s. Because this this character, this uh, this guy who creates this world, 
absolutely loves the 80s. So he creates this environment where um, the, and he creates this uh, thing where he sets up like, you know, Willy Wonka did in the movie where, you know, it's like, come have my chocolate factory. Well, he dies. And in the virtual world, he says, come have my billions of dollars if you can figure out my three Easter eggs that I've hidden in this huge uh, virtual world that I've created. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, I call bullshit. Community stole this idea. I'm pretty sure they did, actually. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> please continue. And so, um, yeah, so basically uh, the, the story itself is this amazing site. I don't want to give away too much because you should really read this book. Anyway, uh, can Ernest I get Klein, it on an electric version for the Kindle? Yes, you can. You can get awesome. it on the Kindle. You can get it. Yes. Uh, Ernest Klein, the soft cover uh, came out uh, earlier this month and he's been on a book tour. He came to San Francisco in his Ecto 88. I'm sorry. That's actually his second car. Um, he named his first car is Ecto 88, which is a yeah. uh, recreation of the um, DeLorean from uh, Back to the Future. Um, including a flux, flux capacitor. Including a flux capacitor uh, and remote control for the car. I didn't get, I didn't show it in the picture, but he has a remote control car, a remote control for the car and a hoverboard in the backseat. It's just absolutely beautiful. He you, drove, well, wait a minute. So the only thing he needs, he needs the sports almanac too. <laughs> True. I'm sure he had it in there somewhere because he, <laughs> he, he gave me the save the clock tower, um, Flyer? piece of paper. Yes. <laughs> Save the clock tower. Lightning struck it, that clock tower 30 years ago, and, and the clock hasn't worked since. We at the Hill Valley Preservation Society sorry, exactly want to keep it. it exactly the way it is as part of our history and heritage. Don't forget to take a flyer. Anyway, go ahead. And um, The so Senate is expected to, to vote it on this. <laughs> <laughs> Officials at the nuclear – never mind. I, I could really – I'll start just running lines of Back to the Future. I'm sorry. That's Go ahead. So on the book tour, so he's got this this tricked-out DeLorean. Yes, and uh, that he's actually giving away. This uh, – Wait, uh, what? Yes. I'm on so, a streak. I want to – how do I get this? Yeah. You, <laughs> you're rubbing the, the dice, Will. <laughs> <laughs> the way you get it is that in the book, he, he hid an Easter egg. Oh, son of a it bitch. Is, there is an Easter egg in the book that is a link to a URL. You t you figure it out. You type in that URL. And in the book, the main character has to find three Easter eggs. In the, as, as you're reading the book, you have to open these three gates. Now, the first gate, they open up every month, June, July, and August. People who pass the first gate, they'll get a URL for the second gate to open in July. The first one who passes the third gate and, def and uh, plays the game... In, uh, as of August 1st, we'll get the DeLorean that he's been traveling around in the book tour with. <laughs> that's 260. Wow, that's the power of love right there. <laughs> and by the way, Von Cleef, I didn't call them illegals. That was Trent. Anyway. Yes. Because I watch CBS sitcoms. I can get away with it. There you go. <laughs> well, that's, you, know, you see, I like that. Cause you, but as long as he honors it, because if you remember uh, way, way back when, uh, mm -hmm. Probably when Trent was still drooling in his diapers, mm -hmm. when America and I were teenagers, there was a movie uh, that came out. It was kind of a modern edition of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Ah, yes. And I think it was like Million Dollar Movie or something. Mm -hmm. And in it, they were saying that, you know, see this movie and you could figure out how to win 
a million dollars that they've hidden somewhere. What? Yeah, but, you know, I don't think it ever came to fruition. So as long well, as he really is giving away the DeLorean, that's really cool, though. That is really – but, yeah. you know, it's it's a bummer because obviously I'm behind the eight ball, so I don't stand a chance. Well, no, no. Hang on a sec, though. But here's the interesting thing. Um, I found out about the uh, – I read the book last week, just devoured it. I absolutely loved it. Found out about the contest that same week. And so I was like – all right, I'll. I noticed something when I'm reading the book. I noticed. I figured it out. I figured out the first key. I went to it. It opens up a video game from the '80s. He built a video game for the book. Nice. Um, out of scratch from these two guys in the Bay Area. They coded it with him and they developed this game with him. He actually gave away copies of it, and I was able to score a copy. It's an eight. It's an Atari Twenty Six Hundred cartridge. Oh shit! It is son. just. Oh god! It is so awesome. I absolutely love it. Uh, anyways, you play the game. Uh, and then you figured out the puzzle in the game, and that opens up a URL code. You scan the URL code, and then they verify it, and then he puts it on the, his website. It's ErnestKlein.com. You can figure it out. Um, I turned out to be one of the first 500 people to figure out the Easter egg. There's only been like 700 people to get past the first gate. Oh, shit, so son. The contest is still open. I mean, it's anybody's game. And July 1st, the second gate opens up. So if you figured out the first one, It'll be it'll be a race to the third one, absolutely. You know, when the third gate opens up. But he says incrementally each one will be harder. So Yeah, I don't even have time for my family, so there's no way in hell I'm gonna try and win a DeLorean. Pardon and, me, pardon uh, me, hold on, pardon me. I'm not making time for my family, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true, Will. Yeah. Um, so he is, he obviously has the car because he drove it down here. He said basically uh um, by the time the book tour ends, he's going to leave the car in L.A. All you have, to, whoever wins, all they have to do is come down to L.A., pick up your car. What? It'll be sitting there for you. Yep. Well, that would be cool. That and and that would be the dope thing is if the the third gate, the third key, whatever it is, <laughs> reveals the hidden location of the key, and when you go collect the key, it then gives you the address of the car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, physically, would, like yeah. physically, you have to you have to be the person to find the key. And then, and then, like with the key, obviously, it can't just be some nondescript location. You know, it's not like it's not like you know they're gonna. St- oh, there's a p- stack of uh, pallets here. Let's just stick it under here because then anyone can find it. Like, oh, look, let's go to thirty three and a third and pick up my new car. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it should be it should be like a controlled place, like an office suite or something. And you walk in and just say, "Hi, I ride the pink elephant all the way back to the future." And then they say, "Congratulations." Here is your key. Go to this address. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Even though there's certain ramifications, they still have to, you know, transfer the title, uh, need to yes. make sure the person's insured. I mean, it's not just as simple as going to get your car, but I, no, no, I, no. I, I would still appreciate that. You know what I mean? A certain excitement yeah. and certain, cause then you get to pretend like it's espionage as well or something. You know, it's like, I'm an internet Total. hacker and I get a car. Ha ha ha. <laughs> wow. I, cafe mocha. Let's just say Cafe Mocha. <laughs> now, it's called the, – the, the, the car itself is called Ecto-88? No, that's his car. Uh, oh. Actually, see, what he wanted to do is he wanted to give away something. You know, He he had in the back of his mind that he wanted to do this contest, but he wasn't sure what he wanted to give away. And then at first he's like, maybe I should – because the Ecto-88, his DeLorean that he bought and then he refurbished to look like you know, the Back to the Future car um, – at first, he was thinking, I might give that away, but that was his first purchase when he made money, and he was, I'm no way I'm giving that away. So he found another DeLorean on sure. eBay, Why bought not? it, set it up, and that's the car he's been driving around. That's the one he's going to give away. He's cool. it's actually, snap. So, cool. 
Well, I mean, and that's obviously playing homage, paying homage to uh, Ghostbusters. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that the book is an homage to the 80s in video games, movies, uh, uh, board games, just about everything that the 80s, the music. You know, uh, it's, it's really weird the way life works. For no reason, out of the blue this morning, my daughter and I watched Ghostbusters. No shit. Yeah. No. Isn't that just? I mean, I find that really weird. Huh. By the way, I was uh, standing on my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain was wet. I slipped, hit my head. I had a vision, a picture in my head, a picture of this. Marty, it was November 5th, 1957. No. Oh, my God. Get off my show. <laughs> 1955. No, a red-letter red date in history, November 5th, 1955. Oh, fuck. November okay. 5th, 1955. 55. That's the day I invented time travel. Great Scots, Marty. <laughs> oh, get off my show. Nineteen fifty-seven. You now, but what, okay. Let me ask you guys something. Mm. What date did temporal experiment number one occur? Mm. Oh fuck! It would have been October twenty-first, nineteen eighty-five, and this is temporal experiment two twenty-one or two nineteen. I don't remember. Ah, and this is temporal nice. experiment number one. I think it's what? October twenty-first. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the nuclear research facility. Where they denied rumors that a case of missing in plutonium was in fact stolen from their vaults two weeks ago. A Libyan terrorist group has claimed responsibility for the alleged theft. That's eerie. <laughs> but officials That's just are, eerie, yeah. eerie. I cannot, I have seen that movie so many uh, times. I just, I realized this weekend I don't own it on Blu-ray. I rectified that as soon as I get, came home that no, night. I, you know what? I, I still don't. I have it. I have it on D. I have the DVD set that my wife got me, and that's it. I, I, hmm. I that's the problem. When I have something in my library as a DVD, yeah. I, right now, since I've just got the 1080i, listen, I've just got white people problems. <laughs> I've just since I've just got the 1080i DLP, I'm like, you know, it's not really gonna pop anyway. So I'm more than happy with the. You know, with the DVDs my wife got me, but yeah, it's mm. true. But, but you know, now, I'm, the, you know, the Blu-rays are going to have special content. And that's now, what I was. Just I shouldn't have ask. thought about that. Is what 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 is on the uh, the special content on the Blu-rays and the EPKs? But you you have the Blu-rays, right? Oh, I know. I just ordered it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Do you know what is like as far as the EPK goes? Is there special stuff that you can only find on the Blu-rays? You know what? I, I didn't even bother to check. I was just so excited to get the Blu-ray trilogy version of it. By the right. way, you know, the officials were just blaming the missing case on a simple clerical error. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't want no problem with any reefer addicts. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clerical, i got to watch yeah, that movie just, tonight now. Except after, just, after the show today, I'm going to be, uh, I have a date with my daughter to play uh, Star Wars. Nice. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, clockwork rat says 1957 <laughs> I feel the same way uh, my uh, wife says god will you are such a nethead <laughs> oh I'm but she did a winky face again. afterwards though I think you'll be alright <laughs> oh look at that In October 24th 1985 there you go mm. so I was wrong I stand now, corrected. Well, uh, and, and maybe maybe you can comment on this. Maybe you can't. Um, just calling back to you know what just finished rendering. I mean, is can, can you give us any any you know teasers as to what you're talking about? Nope. Thanks just, for playing. Just, Have a nice day. You have to stay tuned to your Twitter account, huh? 
Uh, yeah. Well, you know, a little while ago, I, there was the good, the bad, and the ugly. I said the good, the bad. I had comments on those. And the ugly, I said, wait for it. And I still say, wait for it. <laughs> it's like Heinz ketchup. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. By the way, have you guys ever uh, taken what I call a nostalgia tour on YouTube? We were somehow my wife and I got into a conversation about the uh, shows of Sid and Marty Croft. And so I was basically watching the opening sequences from HR Puffin stuff and Lidsville or whatever it was called and and um uh what's that well you know far out space nuts and all these things. And I was just I was just lost on this nostalgia tour drinking all this stuff in from my youth and I was just it was so it was almost euphoric in a way the experience happened. Have you guys had any experiences like that recently? I've been doing a lot of uh watching music videos from like junior high and high school on YouTube lately. Which I I, I, feel or as is I like to call it my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. <laughs> what about you, Americo? We're well, we're you know, close in age, so <laughs> actually reading this book uh, has made me go back and check out the old Japanese uh um live action um like ultraman series and uh the old godzilla uh you know tv show and whatnot yeah just it just made me realize how much i missed like that the the big huge lumbering very bad uh special effect characters from those times and And dude you're you're a kid of the san francisco bay area like me correct yeah of course so you remember uh bob wilkins dressed up in that ridiculous outfit playing captain something Captain Cosmos or something, and that's and he would host this ridiculous show with a bad robotic sidekick that was basically like two recycling bins, well at the time just trash bins like glued together, looked worse what? than a Dalek, and, <laughs> and and that's when they would show things like Ultraman and uh, yes. or Ultra no Ultraman yeah not Ultron but there was another one too see and this is one of those things I haven't looked uh, back into yet because. Uh, Ultron was the uh, Japanese or Chinese uh, dub show that they brought in, and it's basically a guy in a big silver outfit that had red on it. And, you know, he got his powers from the sun, and there was always this, uh, you know, horrible moment when his power was draining, and you know, if he didn't get back to the sun, he would die. You know, the monster was going to kill him. And you're going to commercial, and you're like, oh, poor, not going to live. But there was <laughs> after that series ran, there was another one that ran, and I I remember it like it was uh, yesterday. And the whatever the the superheroic person became, it was robotic, and it was a uh, like a gold and brown robot. And I can't gold remember for the life of me what that show was, and I, I haven't looked it up, but I should. Uh, you know what else though? There's this uh, website out in our area uh, called Claycord, reporting on mm. the uh, Concord. And Clayton area. Why am I pronouncing all these cities I I lived in it oddly? <laughs> Concord. I don't, I don't. Nobody around here says Concord. It's Concord. Concord. Yeah. Just like it. Nobody. Nobody says it's Ignacio. It's Ignacio Valley Road. You putts. Uh, anyway. Wait. What, wait. What? You don't call it Ignacio? What would you call it? Ignacio. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes no sense, right? If you look at it, not at all. <laughs> you've, if you've spoken any Spanish in your life, you're like, that's Ignacio. No, it's not. It's Ignacio. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, granted, we all say San Jose, but, you know, people say San Rafael. They don't say San Rafael. That's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was looking at this website, and they were talking about this sound engineer from KFRC, the radio station out here, who had passed away. And suddenly, like, it linked to this video that he was featured in. 
and I just got overrun with a wave of nostalgia because then there was suddenly Dr. Don Rose and all these other DJs that I remember sitting in the car and hearing while my brother was driving around. And I just, man, I got, I got flooded with childhood memories. And, and mm. then I remembered how I used to get beat up on in school and just got into the fetal position <laughs> and cried. <laughs> but that's, that's the really weird thing about getting older is that it, it's something you never experience when you're young. Nostalgia is such a powerful thing. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying how much the, uh, the memories of things past can affect you. But you guys know the one really cool thing about memories, right? Mm-hmm. That's the fact if you want to get nostalgic, you can get nostalgic and think geek. Yes. If you're a fan of classic science fiction, there's plenty of Doctor Who stuff there. Not to mention plenty of Blade Runner stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. for some of you modernists, you don't have to get nostalgic. That's okay. They got new stuff, too. Like if you're a fan of the Hunger Games, they, they got the Mockingjay pin. They got ridiculous crap like that. <laughs> They've got all kinds of great stuff at Think Geek. Now, we've made shopping at Think Geek so easy. I don't know why you're doing it right now. Oh, you're listening to this show. That's right. Don't do it now. But immediately after the program, or program, as Trent would say, what mm-hmm. you want to do is you want to go to netheads. No. You want to go to smodcast.com for I made that same mistake last week. <laughs> you want to go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. You can click on the Think Geek banner and it will take you to all of the amazing offers that are available right now, plus more. You can even kick around the site and explore and see all the really cool. Get yourself some Buckyballs. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Get Buckyballs. Of, of, of Captain America fame, right? Incorrect. Yes, these are <laughs> Captain Mac. These are Bucky's balls. I have preserved them in this lucite container. Anyway, uh, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Get your geek on. And I'll tell you why. Because when you shop at Think Geek, you're not just buying stuff, you're buying for the future. Because you'll yes. also earn geek points. And with your geek points on a future purchase, suddenly they're like, hey, by the way, you've got this many geek points as well. You can get this free crap. And you're like, I want free crap. Because, you know, have you seen the way people will knock each other over for, like, free T-shirts at venues and events? Yes. It is crazy how much people will elbow another person just for a sports bottle. You don't have to risk your life to get this free stuff. All you got to do is shop. And you can do it at Think Geek. So, again, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the Think Geek banner, and it's just that easy. And why do you want to shop there? Because at Think Geek, they have stuff for smart masses. I've been yelling so much, my throat's about to give out. Now, Will, you you said, uh, you know, ridiculous things like the mocking J pin. Now, that's me uh, ju- editorial, editor, editorializing. Well, I was I was just gonna say juxtaposed against, say, like a magic screwdriver. I'm not sure the ridiculousness. You choke on those words and die, my friend. It is a sonic <laughs> screwdriver. It is not a magic. Sc- you know, and as a fan of Doctor Who. Uh, to be frank, I'm offended at you right now. And oh, by you. And how for you. How come the laser screwdriver hasn't cut on? Oh, you mean uh, like the the masters? Yeah. There was a kind of no, 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 there was a time. I don't know if it's still available on Think Geek, but there was a time where you could buy a set of uh you could buy the master's screwdriver, uh-huh. his laser screwdriver, and you could buy the doctor's sonic one. And I think there was once a kit you could buy where you could have the two duel against one another. So I guess whoever makes better contact wins. Like a sword, like, yeah, like a sword fight. Yeah. Yes. Just no urine involved. 
The uh, Doctor Who build your own sonic screwdriver. That's right. Yeah, uh, there's that. But no, no, there's also, uh, you know, another one of the things they have. You haven't gotten there. Actually, we got to do our check-in. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm such an idiot. America. Yes. You have been watching Doctor Who. I have. Where are you in your viewing cycle? I am season four, episode two, uh, as of right now. Okay, so I'm playing a Doctor's theme you've never even heard of yet. That's yeah, okay. I was say, he doesn't know what this is. <laughs> oh, but one of the best damn Doctor's themes. Listen to this, man. I absolutely dig it. Listen, hold on. I got to enjoy this for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. I like the little things that kick in right here. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So whimsical and playful. When you get to Matt Smith's doctor, this will make the hairs on your arms stand up, America. It's true. It's happening for me right now. Yeah. Amongst nice. other things. Yeah. Oh, and- buddy. <laughs> What's knocking under the desk? Anyway. <laughs> so your season four, episode two. So. Yes. That means. Martha's gone. Yes, and Kylie Minogue episode came and went. Yeah, and you've seen the... Uh, okay, well, it depends on your perspective. So are you in, in the midst of the adipose, or is this the post-adipose episode? Oh, the adipose. <sighs> uh, I am in the midst of the adipose, actually. There we go. Okay, so you're still in the thick of it. Very <laughs> soon, very soon, if you sit down and, and whittle away your time uselessly, you will also find uh, you'll be introduced to Dr. River Song. At which point, you could go on Think Geek and you could find the replica of the future Doctor's the future sonic, sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah but yes. that has a, no, has a red mode and a blue mode. Blue mode and See, red I, mode. Yeah. I'm so I'm really excited because obviously I've heard you guys talk about the show so much. And, you know, all the things that I know, like I actually have heard the theme music before. Um, it's just uh, discovering it in the series is it's what's really the treat about the show. OK, now, did you listen to my advice and start looking at TV and computer monitors in the third season? I did incessantly. And so you, I, so suddenly you saw Rose popping up. Yes. Right? Every so often. Yeah. yeah so and so that was neat. I never caught any of that. And I had to go back and rewatch those episodes after the fact. Well, um, the one episode I actually rewatched right away was uh, the introduction of the Weeping Angels. Oh, um, Blink! I love that Blink. episode so much, and it's amazing because it. it is it it is one of the fan favorites uh, as far as Doctor Who episodes go. Yep. And it has the. I mean, it's like what did did uh, Martha and the Doctor have like other production schedules that week? <laughs> because <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's like we'll sit down and we'll videotape this sequence once, and we'll be able to repurpose that, and then we just need to tag you on the end because it really it's they're they're the least, but it's still one of the best episodes, and that's one of the things that you will find that Stephen Moffat oh so true does so well is playing with time literally. Yep. Absolutely. I, I honestly think uh, the Weeping Angels are by far one of the best aliens ever created in sci-fi. Yeah, and that's one of the things you will find that in a traditional sense, every encounter with them, they haven't been defeated. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can maybe argue that mm-hmm. fact after you get through Series 5, but yeah I, just, yeah, I wouldn't really say that they were defeated so much as dismissed. You know what I mean? What? Well, it, yeah, and the canon kind of changes during that anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah, that so. that well, no, no cuz it's still the guy who originally came up with them. So, it is canon. <laughs> they just specifically said that there was a different agenda. It's like they right. don't cuz they did something outside of what you saw in Blink. And right. uh yeah. Wow, I can't believe how quickly we just slipped right into Doctor Who talk like that. <laughs> right. Like, but, you know, Will, you bring up a good point where, where Stephen Moffat's, I, I believe his his definite forte is manipulation of time. Whereas, say, like, if you look at, like, Russell T. Davies, he's always, you know, really pining and, and trying to tweak the human aspect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the Doctor plays, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just... <sighs> I hate to say this out loud, but I just think Stephen Moffat is a smarter writer. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Even yeah. though when uh, you get to the sixth series, he Stephen Moffat really seemed to have slipped into a Russell T. Davies mode on several episodes. I mean that was a right. that that series felt more Davies than Moffat in the Moffat written episodes. And then you know what? That could just be what happens when you're trying to handle such a, a, a complex product as a creating for Doctor Who. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you're you're still in for quite a ride, sir. You are still in for quite a ride. Oh, I mean, I'm excited. The, the Absolutely. Fourth, and as a matter of fact, actually, the next. Oh wait, we got another phone call. I almost I, the microphone's right in the way, so I never see the callers. And I just even <laughs> muted the microphone. <laughs> uh, you're live with the Netheads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Kyle again from Texas. What's up, brother? Hey, I finished actually finished all seasons of Doctor Who. There you go. Nice. See, you're getting lapped by the listeners now, America. Oh, is that? What did you think? Oh, the end of it. Yeah. Hey, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. <laughs> no, a little twist in the sixth season. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I. Uh, there was a lot going on in the sixth season that I, I really enjoyed. And one thing I will say, America, after you watch it, there. The fifth season, I've said this before, I don't know why I repeat myself all the time other than the fact that I'm lazy and uncreative. <laughs> the fifth season has a lot of punch to it, but it's spaced out. Uh, the sixth yeah. season has more consistency across the board, mm-hmm. but it's just not as good storytelling. But still, it was, well, it's not as good. There was, there was really a lot of power set up, and I, and I think that makes sense, though, because Moffat finally is given the reins. And and honestly, one of the things that uh, I imagine as a creative individual like he is, because he claims that when he created the character of River Song, he started working out her backstory in his head the whole time. Like, he's had her entire journey kind of mapped out in his head. So I could really see, you know, as this guy who was just writing these one-off episodes for four seasons, right. that, that, you know, suddenly he's got, in the back of his mind, he's just like, you know, if I were in charge... This is what I would do. So he's probably built this entire story over time. And then the problem is with Series 5, he told that story. And now suddenly it's like, oh, shit, I got another season to write. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, that's why they said they kept meeting at different times. They remember songs. She kept saying that her and Doctor were meeting at different points. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, about her character. I don't want to get too much into it because I want Americo to appreciate when it happens. But there are, I mean, truly when it comes down to it, River Song, in my opinion, even though she is an incredibly written character, she is incredibly acted by Alex Kingston. Oh, yeah. Truly, however, if you look at the definition of characters, she's actually a very tragic character. Yes. Because of all of the things that go on in her life. I don't want to get into it too much. 
But man, she she really is one of the more tragic characters ever created for the series. I mean, her her life when you look at it is actually retrospectively kind of sad. Oh, absolutely. But still, okay. what an amazing adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the music you were playing, that, that was that music that they were playing at what, uh, wasn't it last season? Oh, man, it's so hard to nail down any times that's been played, because there are certain elements of that theme that are played throughout. Right. That one specifically is from the fifth series, uh, fifth series soundtrack, if you want to pick it up. Oh, yeah. I remember that epic music every once in a while. Oh, I, I like to I like to put in. I haven't gotten the sixth series yet, but I like to put in the fifth series on the uh, on the old iPod when I'm reading. It's either it's either that or I listen to Baroque music while I read. And I'm not saying this, I'm not saying that because I'm like oh I'm highfalutin today. No, I just <laughs> I need something to listen to, and it can't be music with lyrics because the people are saying the words mix up with the words that I'm reading and. Next thing you know, you know, like I'm reading The Hunger Games and, it's, you know, Jimi Hendrix is wanting to kiss a guy. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Now, I know that's not the lyric. I just love saying that. Anyway, so. <laughs> so the reason I was able to get through the series so quickly is because uh, disabled uh, veterans. So I've spent a lot of time at home these days. Oh, well, thank you for your service, sir. Oh, thank you. Yeah, with nothing else better to do. I just powered through Doctor Who in two weeks. There you go. Well, I'm glad. Well I, I didn't. I'm glad I didn't make my other joke. He's like, well, the one reason I was able to make it through meth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the reason I made it through them in a week. Very good. No, you were bedridden. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I was. I was sick. The only thing that Trent has to do is actually go back and rewatch all this stuff. I, I just said go whack. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> no, no, Trent has to go whack, but he also probably has to go back and see some of the things that he drifted through, as I like yeah. to call it. Well, yeah, and that's one thing. When you do power through things so quickly, um, you get so wrapped into the story and, and and just the plot that you do kind of miss a lot of the extras that are added in every episode. Yeah. So, you know, and plus you were sick, so yes. you, know, you, you weren't in your right mind. I'm never in a right mind, Will. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what it now I want to ask you your opinion. What did you think of the series five versus series six? I've obviously given my opinion at least every episode so far. So what's yours? <laughs> season five and season six. Yeah. Which one did you prefer? I preferred season five. But, now, why is that? Well, just because, shoot, <laughs> it's, all, it's all jumbled up into one season. It does, yeah, especially when you watch it all at one time. It's really hard to pull out seasons, yeah. Okay. Season uh, 5 had a lot more content to it. Like, season 6 just revolved basically just around one particular person. Yeah, I think with uh, <laughs> with Series 5... I don't know, and it's partially because of where I'm at in my life, I know. But th that one, that series hit me more on an emotional level when, oh when my it got gosh. to the end of it. Um, and America, I will tell you, the, and this is the reason why I will say that I prefer Matt Smith. If When you finally get to watch the episode titled The Big Bang, there mm. is a moment where Matt Smith, who, mind you, when he did this, was in his late 20s. He somehow 
just embodied the age of this character. He plays old better as a young guy than I've seen old people play old, I guess is the best way to put it. It, He is able to, and and I don't know if it's intentional or it's uh, subconscious, but there are just moments when he really conveys what you feel the character's age is. Because this is a 900-year-old character. Yeah. Welcome to Doctor Who Talk. My name is Will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Kyle, thanks for your call, man. Oh, thank you. One more thing to add. I just like the little antidote they had in uh, the Demon's Run episode. Uh, what's that? I don't know. Demon's Run. And with that blue alien set, I can't remember what he's called. Oh, where the saying comes from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Demon's Run. Yeah, Demon's Run when a good man goes to war. Yes. Yep. I like to play on that. Yeah. All right, sir, you have yourself a good one, all right? Be well. Oh, disabled vet breaks my heart. Um, and you're talking about emotional uh, parts of of season five. Uh, Vincent and the doctor to this day is probably dude. I am in the oh mi- my god. I'm in the minority, but that is one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes ever. Me too. That oh was my one of the most uh, romantic. And the oh. most uh, emotionally powerful episodes I've ever seen. And I just, think, I was in bawling my eyes out, man. And I think the reason why we're in the minority is because I think people were more focused on the, what I call the front story, which was the whole motivator for why they're suddenly in the presence of Vincent Van Gogh or Van Gogh, as they say. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and I get that, okay? Because, well, I won't, again, can't, I won't t- talk too much about it. Spoilers. Yeah, um, and it's because the the antagonist or protagonist. Which one is it, Trent? Good or bad? The bad bot. The bad one. <laughs> the antagonist. Oh, sorry. Okay, guys, get your shit straight. Which one is it? <laughs> antagonist. He's right. I, I heard. I heard bad guy, but in my head, you're, my you're mouth thinking came good, good guy. guy. Okay, well now we know. You just America can't tell good <laughs> from bad. Uh, <laughs> So the antagonist in the uh, story, I think, is that that's what people are focused on. But I was just the entire story of Vincent Van Gogh that they oh, told man. there. It was just so, so powerful. And it was just really, it, it was, oh, God, such an emotional episode. I, th- I think I might go back and rewatch it tonight and have myself a good cry. That's good. You know you need that, Trent. Just try <laughs> not a to. a warm bath, light some candles. Yeah, just don't do it from the bottom of a scotch bottle like you usually do, okay? Because <laughs> that's just not healthy. No, it's true. It's but you know true. what is healthy is a phone call from Amy Rothenberger. How are you, Amy? I am wonderful. How are you guys? Good. You know what? I got to tell you, by the way, every time you call, I imagine what you're doing is you're sitting in your room and you're talking to your computer. But it sounds like you're always calling us from the bathroom. Because, <laughs> come on, we all know what that sound. There's that echoey sound. The echoey sound, yes. So I, I am actually in my bedroom. I just have a really quiet apartment. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, here's what you just hold the computer up to your mouth and it'll take that problem <laughs> away. Wherever the microphone is approximately. Oh, I don't know where the microphone is approximately. Oh, but you mouth. see that right oh, now? Yeah, that right now you just better. got closer. Uh, there was a time when I was doing Radio Askew, um, my good buddy Brett Deacon uh, was also filling in as co-host. And he would do the same thing. But the great thing that he did to actually minimize the noise, and I never would have thought about this, he got a really big pillow and he put his MacBook on it. So then he was just like facing the MacBook and the pillow and talking oh. in that direction. So that way he was sound dampening on the outside. But anyway, what's on your mind this week, Amy? 
Well, I um I I missed a, a actually all but probably from your Think Geek commercial on, so I'm not sure if you've talked about this already. Probably so not to dinner, but um, Falling Skies last week. Oh yeah, oh, we you know, yeah we have not. I uh, do you want to give your opinion first before I take over the conversation like <laughs> I always do? <laughs> the <laughs> the short version of my opinion was. There wasn't much to see, and you can see so much coming that it kind of is insulting. There we go. Wow, I don't yep. even need to talk. Wow. That's Thank perfect. you, Amy. Yep. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, um, as a matter of fact, Trent has it on his DVR, and after speaking to me, he's like, yeah, okay, never mind. Yep. It's probably still just sitting there in case, you know, he's just like that backup phone number you always hold on to. Yeah, you, you never know. You know, yeah, sure, she was crazy, but, you know, I might be really, really yeah. lonely. And super drunk one night. There you go. Oh, that's, not a, that's not a mite in Trent's case. That happen. Yeah, you know, seriously, Trent, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm going to be getting a phone call soon to come out to Utah for a special meeting. Hey, no, here's the thing. Sherman knows to roll me over on my side. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. That's the only trick he's been able to teach the dog, but it's a good yes. one. It's a good one, yeah. Yeah, Falling Skies just wasn't, uh, you know, they, they only, they wrote one thing in, and, uh, I appreciate where it might be going, and that's where, for lack of a better term, they bugged Noah Wiley, mm. his character. Yeah. And that could be interesting, because it could be, I'd really like to see them flip this a little bit, because one of the things, like I said last week, that they introduced is that the, the, the creatures that we know of as the Skitters, even though they are working for the aliens and they're fully with the aliens, um, they're actually not of the same race. These are uh, people that are, are creatures that have been metamorphosized into uh, servants of these master aliens, whatever they are. And I would really like, because uh, without going too much into it, they, they put a bug on Noah Wiley's character, and then they retrieved the bug. And we saw one of the skitters retrieving the bug. Spoilers, whatever. Yeah, I'm not really giving away any major plot points here. But what I would love, if I were really trying to take this show in a cool and interesting direction, I would make it so that secretly, even among the skitters, there's a resistance movement. And then that is very clever. Yeah, I like think that about idea. how you could really, really play oh, on this show. Cool. If you could, it, suddenly you've got these skitters that, because first of all, they've been the face of the enemy for the longest time. So how do you, first of all, build the trust with the resistance to try and uprise against your masters? That, in if I were writing this show in the long run, that would be one of my goals. Now I've ruined it for everybody. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, it's the same thing they did with um, uh, with that one show that was on right now that I can't remember. That was sci-fi, and they were lost in space for a long time. Battlestar Galactica. Thank you. Yes, oh Battlestar Galactica. Where you get hey, by the way, uh, I, I want to point out on last week's show, Americo made the fatal error oh, that Trent God, yes. did in the first season of Falling Skies as well. The character of Pope has never been, nor will he ever be, on the television show Lost. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So and and Trent mistook him for the guy that played Sawyer. Yeah, the the, the poor man's uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, exactly. 
And, uh, and I think last week, Mariko mistook either that character or another one of the characters for, uh, the guy who played Locke, who he may have been thinking of as Sawyer. Or Sawyer. I don't know. But yes. anyway. I, I, I swear I thought Terry O'Quinn was, uh, was shown in the teaser trailer. It's okay. He's kind of popping am- up everywhere. So it's understandable. Yeah. He was on Hawaii Five O. He's on this show. He's getting his own show. It's so confusing. <laughs> Yeah, a Falling Skies has got to do a lot in order to redeem itself in my eyes. I don't know if I'm going to continue watching it, and I want to, but you will notice one of the things that Falling Skies is on TNT, right? Yes. yes. Do you notice what they did? They didn't do it on the TV, but they did it on the Internet. Just like Talking Dead, they yeah. had Second Watch, which was a talk show about the show. Really? Yes. Hosted by Will Wheaton. Yes. Oh, which is why he probably uh, wasn't able to go to the Denver Comic-Con. Yes, because it was Will Wheaton. No, but this was on the web, and I don't know if it was live or if it was pre-taped. But I just love saying Will Wheaton. (laughs) Why are you saying Will Wheaton? Oh, you know why. (laughs) Emphasis on the Will. Yes. So so you're disappointed as well then, Amy. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I didn't – and I had it on my DVR and finally I think maybe it was Thursday night or Friday night when nothing else was on. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. So I watched it and went, well, okay. We know what's going to happen with with what's-his-face, his his son that's still got his spines in his – his skitter's spine. Yes. Um, You know – we know that right away, as much as they're telling us that he hates the skitters now, like they had to tell us that about three or four times so we were sure that nothing's going to happen to him and he's not going to turn tail. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Seriously. I mean, there's just it's the writing on the show is it's it. This it's could be a CBS, this could be a CBS sitcom. <laughs> this is science fiction written by Chuck Lorre. Yeah, I was just going to say brought to you by Chuck Lorre. There you go. <laughs> Well put. All right, Amy. Well, you have yourself a great week, okay? Thanks, guys. You too. All right. We'll talk to you later. There we go. Call from Amy. That's nice. Now now it feels like a complete show again. It does. I like that. We can end this now. Screw this. I'm going home. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm already home. Never mind. Yeah, I, uh, I was really oh, so painfully disappointed. I was really hoping. But you got to admit, obviously, what we need to do, gentlemen, we need to put together our own writing think tank. And yes. we need to come up with our own damn show. I think it's a good idea. Because some bitch, these guys ain't getting it right. <laughs> Hell no, they ain't. But you know what? They Somebody did get right. Oh, I love my wife, and I'm so thankful that the <laughs> other day she said to me, by the way, I watched some of those Wilfreds on there. Now, those are repeats, right? <gasps> And oh, so I'm yes. going through the Wilfreds that were caught, recorded, I think, during oh. a half-baked marathon, and suddenly... I discover on my DVR this little thing called Wilfred season prequel. Yes, the prequel. I'm like, what is this? But what is this? And I put it on and, oh, I had a new episode of Wilfred to watch. (laughs) (laughs) When I wasn't even, I'm like, it doesn't happen till Thursday. And there it was. Oh, I was so happy. It was just so great. And that's available on Hulu for anyone that wants to see it. As well. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. as a matter of fact, Vendor 2000, Ralph, told us that uh it wasn't going to be shown on tv but sure as shit it was yeah yes mm-hmm. I, I didn't bother I didn't, after i saw that i didn't even bother going to hulu i'm like i think this is the uh this is it right. so I, oh and it was so good even yes. though sadly in in writing about or writing about this I, i'm writing with my mouth <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> show title 
Writing <laughs> like with Stephen, my mouth. Like Stephen Hawking would? Very much. Um, in talking about complaints about writing, within the first few moments of the show, I knew what was going on. Because it starts off, well, we can talk about this because you got to go to Hulu to watch it. How can you spoil mm. something that's only been on TV once? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Come on. Um, you know, it starts off with, uh, uh, oh, wow. Suddenly the mind went blank. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Night. God, what's the guy's name? The Which character's guy? name, Ryan. Oh, God. Woo. It, it shows Ryan <laughs> sitting, and it's in this, this, uh, this dreamy like setting where he's looking at the blinking exit sign and there's a boss asking him if he's uh, going to be ready by Thursday. And next thing you know, he's waking up and he's in a sanitarium, basically, you know, or a mental care facility or whatever, trying yeah. to work his way through. Yeah. Not a lot like where his mom was. Yeah. And the moment I saw that, I realized, and I don't know why my mind just did this, but I'm like, what we're being presented as the dream is actually the reality. And sure enough, that's the hook. Yep. Mother truckers. <laughs> but still, it was well worth the payoff to see an escape plan happen. Well, first of all, this thing is great to watch. I'm sorry I just spoiled it for you, but whatever. you got to watch <laughs> this because they got, they got fucking Robin Williams in it yeah. playing his character from, like, Awakenings and Patch Adams. You know what I mean? Because yep. yep. yeah, he's got the beard on, so you're like, oh, God, it's serious Robin Williams. And... <laughs> And and then uh, the whole thing melts apart because he's like, wait a minute, that's a line from Goodwill Hunting. It's like, what the hell? You're Robin Williams, instead of being his mental care doctor, right? And uh, <laughs> and so there's this intricate escape that happens that uh, is 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 pulled off by Wilfred. It turns out, and it was the greatest scene because it's like Wil it's Wilfred in the van and Ryan in the van and Bear is driving. <laughs> How can that be? Sorry, I just wanted to be able to say that. <laughs> one of the greatest moments from the clerk's cartoon ever if you don't know what i'm talking about it's available on like netflix i think or hulu you gotta see the the clerk's cartoons barry's driving how can that be anyway oh i'm just fangasming all over this thing oh god that's awesome but yeah i mean sir you saw the preview didn't you trent Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it was it just waiting for you on your DVR, like a beautiful little gift package you weren't even expecting? No, I, I watched because it, it, it released first on Hulu. And so I watched it the, the day it came out on Hulu. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then it, and then it picked up on the DVR. Oh, man, I was so excited. I can't. Yeah, even, obviously, and, I'm still babbling about it. And so, yeah, we, we've got that coming up. And then the week after uh, is uh, Louis. Louis. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's the week after. I think there's uh, from the ads I saw, they're like Thursdays and it's going to be. Yeah, something. Yeah, so, so this Wilfred coming week, yeah. and Louie. What? What's yep. the third thing? I'm not remembering. Brand X and uh, oh, yeah. anger management. There you go. Which, by the way, I really, <laughs> I liked the uh, the commercial that I saw during like the preview where it shows Elijah Wood and Louie sitting on standing on a green screen, right? But they're in different positions, and then you just see the other. You see. Um, uh, Russell Brand pop in and and Wilfred I think dressed up in the dog suit the guy that plays Wilfred uh-huh. in the dog suit he's like what so this is the ad all all of us are just gonna get pasted in because <laughs> like like none of them are there together and then and, and it's just all these ridiculous backgrounds being green screen behind them and then suddenly Charlie Sheen is brought in like a hologram and I think Russell Brand is like I thought I was gonna get the hologram and then it yeah, that's, I mean that's it's just funny. it's a great problem that tells you absolutely nothing but it's completely memorable. I love advertising like that. Don't make me think. Just entertain me. Yeah. Well, in FX, man, they they really do what what they do on their own. They knock out of the park. 
I sure. like the double entendre that they do late at night with those marathons with the fully baked. Fully baked, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, we know what you're talking about, and it's not that lady <laughs> making a set of pair of muffins, okay? <laughs> Don't lie to me, it's, pal. But, but Will, yeah? her, muffins are, her muffins look delicious. You settle down, mister. <laughs> you are out of control. I don't know what I'm going to... Why am I yelling this whole show? I don't know, but it's awesome. Oh, this thing is just going to be... I got it. Gentlemen, from now on, NetHeads is brought to you by Cafe Mocha. (laughs) Now, you may be asking yourself, what is a Cafe Mocha? In this case... Yes, it is. It was a... uh, I don't know. I'm just hyped up. I'm in a good mood. This is what happens when you have a major product or project on your back, and it's weighing you down, and suddenly it's gone. Yeah. Nice. I don't mean gone like taken away. I mean like finally done. It's over. Because anytime you do something new, obviously there is a learning curve. And so, uh, how do I say this without talking about it? There were. Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about it? Well, let's just say there were certain things <laughs> in the in the implementation. That was one thing that had its own learning curve uh, because there were issues with uh, hardware. There were issues with accessories. Uh, okay, it's an adult film, okay? No, I was going to say, huh, <laughs> so you've, you've got your own brand of Dildonics launching? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I went and studied the Dildonics Institute. <laughs> My wife is just going to be tickled pink that we worked Dildonics into this one. She loves that word. <laughs> Dildonics by L. Ron Hubbard. Anyway. <laughs> So there were issues with hardware. There was issues with accessories. And so that first transpired. And that took a while to work around, especially when you're trying to fit this in with a regular working schedule. Right. Then afterwards, it was taking the product from the hardware and the accessories and and working with it into what it needs to be. And along the way, um, you know, just the the problems that were encountered and then the realizations of something that you could do, at which point then I'm reformatting everything. In other words, the the init- setting up the template is harder than using the cookie cutter afterwards. At least that's what I'm hoping. Well, usually that's the case. And the more you do anything, the, the easier it gets. Yeah. So yeah. so this was the kind of thing where I was working with a fo- I, I was setting up the template for my cookie cutter. And now, hopefully, I've got it set. So that way, it won't be as complex. Because I learned a lot. I mean, there were certain things that I did that I now know in the future, uh, I shouldn't do them as complex as I did them. And, you know, I should do them a little simpler, because that way it will make assembly later a lot easier. You know what I mean? I do. Mm-hmm. If you're setting up a table, you it's far easier to do one large piece as the top instead of three pieces. When you didn't so, need to do three pieces. So you built a table? That's what no. this project is. <laughs> you rendered a table? I just got to get a screen grab real quick of my wife going, Dildonics! <laughs> Seriously, does anyone own the domain name Dildonics Institute? And if not, why not? <laughs> Holy shit, I should have... Why did I say that live on the air? I should be buying that bitch up yeah, right too, now. Too late, someone just bought it. There you go. Would you like to buy Dildonics Institute? Press more. Um, well, what was that in? By the way, there was something I saw that... Uh, oh, never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. 
there was a certain parallel between the way like YouTube works now and and the 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 propaganda stuff we saw like in Starship Troopers, the way those propaganda films were produced. You know, oh, kind of really? like how it was a cross between the the internet and oh, and, click now or, or uh, yeah. if you want for more information, would you like oh, to yes. know more? Would you like to know yes. more? And I don't know where I was going with that, but I don't know. No, YouTube does the same thing now. Pretty much, you have you, those little. You, yeah, YouTube, PornTube. Yeah. Oh, you like Bukaki. You might also enjoy. Yeah, you know. exactly. And then they go on from there. Adultfriendfinder.com. What? <laughs> um, how, do they, how do all these beautiful women all of a sudden live in my area? I don't understand that. You, well, it, just, well, it just happens. Hey, you, you want to talk about that in an area of only 100,000 people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And amazingly <laughs> enough, somehow you and Trent are in the same area because you're looking at the same women. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, the cafe mocha. By the way, I um, I just wanted a little something. I wanted the sugar kick, really. Uh, sure, even though yeah. I guess actually what I'm really pumped up on now is the adrenaline. Uh, but what I did is I just made a hot chocolate, and then I got through uh. a, th- uh, a uh, hi. My name is Will. Then I threw a shot of espresso in there, basically. So, uh. and it's a recipe for success, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It really is. It really is. But you know what? Uh, looking at the clock, we, uh, or as, as, as was said in the past, looking at my Gucci, it's about <laughs> that time. Uh, we got to wrap this bad boy up. Why? Because Soundbite Nation is next. And That's if you're right. listening to the mm. podcast, uh, if you subscribe to Soundbite Nation, Soundbite is next. Soundbite Nation is next. But in the meantime, uh, thank you very much. Uh, whoa. Can't even talk anymore. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Please do us a favor. Subscribe to the show on iTunes if you just found us and you like us because your subscriptions matter. And also do me a favor and give us a review on iTunes. You know yeah, what? Good helps. or bad, just give us something. That's what I'm just give gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm needy, please. <laughs> uh, but do those things. It would be greatly appreciated. And also, do not forget, during the week, even though two people did and we didn't play them this week, sorry, during the week, you can still call the number mentioned at the top of the show and leave us a message, and maybe we'll play it on the air. Yeah. In the meantime, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Oh, yes. Anyone in northern Utah. Oh, wait. Uh, stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> All six of you. I'm wondering where he's going. I said, is there anything you want to plug? And he's like, anyone in northern Utah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> if if you have a never. No. Uh, come down to the Beehive Grill on Tuesday uh, for Zeros and Heroes Trivia Challenge. Ooh. Do I get to drink when I play it? Absolutely. Oh, that's a recipe for success. <laughs> what about you, Americo? I really don't have anything right now. Well, what about the what about your family's uh your is your grandmother's cafe or sandwich shop? What is it? Oh, uh, uh yeah, if you're if you live in San Francisco, come down to the Mission between 16th and 17th of Mission, 2029 Mission Street, uh the sandwich place, my grandmother's deli, go over there, really honestly just one of the best sandwiches in the city and not just because she's my grandmother. There you just go, man. Really just good sandwiches. No, she's gotten write-ups and all. See, huh? and, and she's gotten write-ups and all, you know, reviews. And give her a good Yelp score. There you go. Yes. See, because you got to realize, America, this is media, man. You have you have the ability to push an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich agenda at that. Oh, which is the best kind. It's yes. true. Wait, I can eat meat between bread, my two favorite oh. things. I know. That Earl of Sandwich is a genius. Nom, oh. nom, 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 nom. I don't know what just happened, but thank you very much for <laughs> tuning in and listening. If uh, you like what you heard, give us that review. In the meantime, my name is Will. My name is Trent. Oh, wait, hold my on. You can Mark. follow oh. these guys. 
Trent's a, a part of him on Twitter. Americo is an Americo76. I'm Nethead WW. The show is Netheads on Air. And uh, my name is Will. My name's Trent. My name is Americo. And you've been listening to another edition of Netheads on Smodco Internet. Well, my voice is going out on that one. Radio. At Schmodcast.com. What the hell was that? I was just, you know, a little something. Just, a little just, tank. just changing it up. Just mixing it up, you know? 1920s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pay the file. Netheads. Netheads. File transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. It's This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Seven days a week, Smodco Internet Television pumps out new content like a porn star. On Mondays, Comic Head pummels you with profanity-laden comic book reviews. Tuesdays, Smarchive takes you into the Wayback Machine with great moments in Smystery. Wednesday, Jay flexes his journalistic prowess with Muse News. Thursday, things get animated with the Smodco Cartoon Show. Friday, Kevin and Jen bring you this morning show and tell straight from their living room. Saturday, relive a hilarious clip from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And Sunday, Kevin Ralph goes Holly Weird on Bit O Babble. Smodco Internet Television. Bookmark us, bitch. YouTube.com slash CSmod.